wrestling fans, members of the Weasel Collective, and denizens of He Nation, the following podcast is No Holds Barred, scheduled for one fall with, again, an indeterminate time limit. My name is Steve Anderson, and this is episode three of Weasel Tales. I'm telling you, the last couple of weeks have been incredible. This past week in particular, you know, we we picked up more views and more subscribers, so thank you to all of you for your support as we continue this journey. Now for some housekeeping matters, just wanted to update you. As I probably have mentioned before, I have the original tapes that were used for the writing of the book. On two occasions with two books, Bobby and I sat in a hotel room, maybe sipped a couple cocktails, and he regaled me with many, many, many anecdotes. It was quite the experience both times. It never gets old, sitting down with the brain and just having him tell story after story after story. And as I have said before, his strong stance on not telling stories that would get anybody in trouble, the tape recorder went off, and I'm telling you those stories were really something else and not for public consumption. Now, number two on the housekeeping agenda, a question was submitted to me by a Twitter user. Unfortunately, I can't find the specific tweet, and so if this is you, let me know who you are, and I will mention you either on the next program or on Twitter or both. But the question was about Bobby's initial career and how he was called Pretty Boy Bobby Heenan. And what did he think of that? Well, I think for Bobby Heenan at the time, in in the early stages of his career working for Dick the Bruiser, he just wanted to be a part of the business. That was it. And any type of moniker would have been okay with him. I uh, recently watched a WWE presentation of the AWA years and the rise and fall and everything like that. And Gene Okerlund was the host of that. Rest in peace, Gene. He talked about Bobby's early career. And there was a specific video of Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens, who had just lost the tag team championships. They decided to increase their chances of getting back to the AWA Tag Team Championships, they brought in Bobby Heenan. And at the time, he was called Gorgeous Bobby Heenan. And you can make up your own mind on that. And in the promo that Bobby did, he said he's been known as beautiful and gorgeous, but now he has a brain. You can call him Bobby the Brilliant One Heenan. Not quite to brain status yet, but he was getting there. And again, to the unidentified individual who sent me that tweet, and thank you for that, Bobby was very cooperative and very willing to do whatever he could to make others look very good. And 
at the same time make himself look very, very foolish as a wrestling character. So if you do have any other questions that you want to ask of me, I will be happy to put them on here. Today, I was prepared to talk about Bobby and my trip to a Ring of Honor show in New Jersey. Bobby was initially invited, and the individual who set this all up wanted me to come out there too. And I'll admit to being very flattered by that invitation. So off we went on another trip with Bobby, and we talked about that last week what it's like to travel with Bobby. And I've gone through the stories and every time we were together, it was a whole lot of fun. We met at the airport, each coming in on different planes. And then we went to the hotel where we were staying and we were going to meet none other than Jim Cornette. So we decided to have lunch. Here I am, me, sitting with two of the undisputed greatest managers in all of wrestling history, going back and forth, telling anecdotes, stories. We were laughing. I was doing spit takes from all this because both men, Jim and Bobby, have a way with words. So what do I contribute to the conversation? Very, very little. There is no way I'm going to top any story, any joke. So I just took it all in. To this day, it feels, as I've said before, working with Bobby in hotel rooms on the book, it was an out-of-body experience, and it still feels like a dream. So that evening, we went to the Ring of Honor show, and Bobby was doing an appearance there. And you can read about it online. I haven't really found any video of it. I'm sure it's on uh, the new Honor Club that... Tony Khan recently launched. Try to find that if you're a subscriber. What I'm going to do now, I'm on ROH Wrestling on their top wrestling legends appearances. And this is how they described it. Two of the greatest managers of all time, Heenan and Jim Cornette, engaged in an in-ring debate at an ROH show in 2004. A bitter Cornette said he was tired of always being compared to Heenan throughout his career and wanted the brain gone from the wrestling business. Rather than attempt to take matters into his own hands by getting into a physical altercation with Heenan, Cornette called upon Generation Next, Roderick Strong, and Jack Evans to do his dirty work. With Heenan in peril, Colt Cabana and Jimmy Jacobs came out to intervene. That led to an impromptu tag match pitting Strong and Evans, managed by Cornette, against Cabana and Jacobs, managed by Heenan. As he had done so many times with members of his Heenan family over the years, Heenan guided his team to victory. It was a phenomenal match. But before, we were doing the Polaroid gimmick. Now again, this is 2004. Cell phones were around, certainly, but they weren't at the, the level of sophistication that they are right now. So what I did was I went to a, a local drugstore and just bought a bunch of Polaroid film. Now, a lot of you out there may not know what that is, so I encourage you to Google it. And basically, it's just an instantaneous picture. You take the picture, it comes out, you shake it a little bit, 
and then you got a photo. Bobby and I cleaned up quite well doing that. At the end of the night, Bobby came to my room, gave me my cut, which I didn't expect at all, but that shows his generosity and his commitment to a partnership with me. And it was, again, beyond a partnership, it was a friendship. And I will always treasure those times when we were together, certainly. That's kind of the broad brushstrokes. If I find out this long-awaited mystery anecdote, I will be more than willing to follow up on that. Maybe a mini podcast where I can talk about that. But again, it was a great experience. One of many great experiences with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Now, for those who still haven't, I want you to like, I'd like you to subscribe, and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode of Weasel Tales. As I mentioned earlier, I have found the original tapes of our conversations together, and I'm going to find a way to get those digitized. They're very small cassettes. This is not a, a, a file or, or anything like that. These are actual physical cassettes. So I'm a little concerned about the condition. I'm confident they're okay. Uh, the proverbial cool, dry space is where they have resided since I had them. But to find them, in fact, it was funny when I found them. I noticed that one was missing. I had dated each cassette and one was missing. And I couldn't figure it out. And I looked at the very old mini recorder, and there it was right in there. So it was literally the last things that Bobby and I talked about. And if I ever get a chance, I will share that with you. And as, as I would like to share the other conversations that we had. In fact, it could make a heck of an ebook, couldn't it? So stand by. I'll keep you updated on that. And again, your support of this podcast is greatly appreciated. It's growing at levels more than I could have ever imagined. We're not at the top of the list. We're in the hundreds, and that's fine with me. Day by day, week by week, we will grow this podcast. So, for now, again, Thank you, thank you, a hundred times thank you. This is Weasel Tales, the story of my journey with Bobby the Brain Heenan, that included Jim Cornette, and I will see you on the next episode of Weasel Tales. <laughs>